Today's episode of The Horror Show is sponsored by Shudder. Thank you so much, Shudder, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, brought to you by the MC Network, Shudder is the ultimate streaming video service for horror fans. Home to the largest and fastest growing expert curated selection of provocative films, TV series, and originals, there's always something new and unexpected to explore. All this month, Shudder is celebrating halfway to Halloween with creepy collections to kick off the countdown to All Hallows' Eve. I see a lot of you guys on Instagram already doing this, so why not join Shudder? They're helping it. Make it easy for you. Make it easy for you. Uh, Shutter is available for $4.99 a month or $49.99 with an annual membership. But our listeners get a free month by entering promo code BLOODY at checkout. So head on over to Shutter.com. They've got apps on PlayStation, uh, probably Xbox, I don't know, and a Fire Stick for sure because I have that. Um, so go, please check that out. Um, it's a really great service. And uh, we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. We know we talked about it in the past. And uh, I'm super pumped, super pumped that they're sponsoring the show. So thank you guys so much. Uh, also sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. That's right. Amanda Simmons, Nick Puccia, hopefully I said that right, and Elise Henripin. About the misfortune of sitting kids at Crystal Lake Became addicted straight away with the initial tape God bless Betamax VHS holy like Amanda Kruger I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper I started craving more just like Larry the Looter I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers Through computers, magazines, a bunch of stores Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards Five times a day or even more I loved the gore Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo Listen up, welcome to the Horror Show with Sean and Joe So this episode is going to be a little different Um, So I'm trying to get my house sold And that means there's a lot of work to do here A lot of work So uh, all this weekend I've been working on the house In between watching a small child And uh, I'm continuing to do that So we we didn't have time to do an episode this week I'm really sorry So I'm going to give you guys You guys are going to hear some bonus episodes that we did for our Patreon members. Patreon members, you got three new bonuses coming this week, so don't feel too left out there. And um, yeah, so we do these cult classic um, challenge uh, bonus episodes for Patreon. So we're going to tag a couple on here and see if you guys like it. If not, we'll see you next week for the same old, same old, you know? You know, the, the, the bonuses are a little different. It's more just, it's actually me and Joe recording separately um, and doing our own kind of solo shows for movies. So it's a little different, but you know, it's better than nothing maybe. Oh, but I'm also going to include, so <laughs> we did a live stream on uh, Instagram a couple weeks ago or maybe a week ago. I don't even remember, uh, but it was really fun. It was a blast. Uh, Stevie Webb came up with the idea of, trying to come up with uh the best horror franchise that hasn't been to space in space like come up with one which one should be in space and it kind of turned into just (laughs) pun pun names space pun names (laughs) for like two and a half hours uh it was just everyone just throwing out puns it was really fun but one of the things that came up is rubber everyone was like you guys have to do rubber 
And Joe legitimately adamantly refuses to, to rewatch rubber. He even asked Paul if Paul would do rubber with me and Paul also refused. So I'm on my own. I did watch rubber though. I did watch it and I'm ready to do another solo show right now. Uh, I'll do it right after uh, this intro. Um, so you're going to get my rubber synopsis and then some, uh, Patreon bonus stuff. So, uh, if you're new to the show, I'd probably skip this episode. It's not for you. <laughs> like you have to already be aware of our personalities kind of, I think to enjoy anything that's going to occur after this intro or even this intro. Uh, there's one thing I do want to say though. Um, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Daniel Lopez, uh, I might have talked about him. I can't remember because I, I would go back and forth about editing stuff out with uh, in regards to his situation. Daniel Lopez is a fan of the show. He messaged us um, a few months ago saying his wife was really sick. And uh, he'd sent us this nice email saying, you know, he, like really sick um, and not doing well. And he'd be at the hospital all day and then he'd leave at night to go to work and he'd be so down and just in so much pain. And he's like, the only thing that keeps me going is your guys show. Um, and that's so crazy to hear uh, for a show that legitimately just started out as us just doing it, like really no plans, um, really whatsoever, kind of just did it just to see if we could not so much for the fun of it, but just really like, can we do this? Um, and to have somebody tell us that, man, that is crazy. That is so crazy. Um, so for Christmas, we put together a big old care package for him. We shipped it down to Texas. We put movies in it, shirts, um, just a bunch of stuff for him. Uh, cause we felt like so bad, like we wanted to do something for him and they're such kind people, him and his wife, and, um, he would keep us updated. She got a liver transplant. She was doing great. Um, and unfortunately Sandy passed away this weekend and I'm going to try not to cry talking about this story. Uh, Sandy passed away and, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Daniel. Uh, Sandy was awesome, dude. Like she, she messaged us and was like, thank you guys so much. You helped us out. Like you, like it really made both of us feel really good that you guys cared. And like Daniel was reading her the letters that we would write her and things like that. And, uh, yeah. And that's fucking heartbreaking, man. And, uh, you know, I never would have thought in a million years, like I had, this would happen. Like I'd be in this situation where like, I'm upset about a stranger or that a stranger cares enough about our show to even give a shit to update me on that stuff. Um, so, um, Daniel, I'm so sorry. And we love you and all the fans. I hope you all just say a little prayer and just, you know, hug the people you love a little tighter tonight and just, you know, fuck man it sucks i'm so sorry and we're gonna do something cool for daniel coming up uh, i promise you this uh daniel i had sent him an email asking him if there's anything we could do he hasn't gotten back to me but I, we just need to do something man like 
they're good people. They're really good people. So I'm putting something together. I don't know what, like I said, I'm working on my house. So it's kind of like a weird time for me, but I want to get this done. I want to do something for Daniel. So keep your eyes peeled. I'm going to do some type of, um, it's not going to be donations. It's going to be some type of merchandise that we, that we're going to sell and all the proceeds will go to Daniel. So, um, yeah, we're really, we're really going to push that. Daniel, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, if you need anything, just let us know. So, and everyone just say a little prayer for Daniel, like whatever you believe in. I don't care if you don't say a prayer, just think about Daniel and think about your own families. So, um, yeah, so that's that. Um, so <clears throat> rubber, <laughs> where, where do you start with a movie like rubber? Rubber is a French movie, uh, which I've seen some French comedies before, and that kind of makes sense. It's a little more, it, it definitely makes sense. My friend in high school was French from France, and a French, French from France. And um, he would show me these comedies in French, and I, we'd put the subtitles on for me. And they were really weird, though. They were really bizarre. Like, not totally bizarre. Like, they made sense, but they was just like... <laughs> There's something off about it. And rubber falls into that category. Um, so I really did. I actually took, kind of took notes like I normally do, but I don't think I can do a full show by myself. That's kind of crazy talk. Uh, but so, okay. So <laughs> the premise of rubber is there is a tire that is running loose in a town. Uh, but it also has like this these like telekinetic abilities to like ex <laughs> to explode your head and you know you know that going in so you're already thinking this makes no sense whatsoever no sense whatsoever but it's weird so i put it in this is the first time i've ever seen it pop it in and I don't know. I don't know what to make of this because they immediately give you a warning from the beginning, from, from the jump, you see this super weird scene of a car driving up and it's knocking down, uh, chairs and a cop gets out of the trunk and it appears that he's breaking the fourth wall, but he's actually talking to a group of people standing around, but he's saying the movie you're about to see makes no sense. You know, and he starts talking about how, there's no reason for a lot of things in movies if you if you want to break it down. And he's right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what we talk about on the show. And sometimes we'll catch ourselves and say, you know, you don't always need a reason. And sometimes we even say, you know, don't even tell me the reason. I don't want to know the reason. Because sometimes you tell the reason. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It makes no sense. Uh, it makes even less sense somehow. So that's what he's like lecturing these people on. And then it cuts and we see these people standing around. They give them binoculars. And they are watching rubber, but they're watching rubber standing in the desert where rubber takes place. They're actually watching this ha happen. A tire animates <laughs> itself, rolls around, and kills things and people. And these people are standing around watching it. I don't know why. I don't know why. So, you watch this tire, like grow up it goes through tire infancy 
it can barely it's wobbling it falls <laughs> and it keeps going then it starts learning it can roll over things and crush things it crushes a water bottle it crushes a scorpion but then it gets to a a, a bottle glass bottle can't break it. so what does it do naturally it develops telekinetic abilities to destroy it with its brain which it does not have in the first place uh so it's really bizarre and the people watching it like there's a little bit of that uh i don't know how you'd call it like you almost want to call it anti-humor it's like it's a little bit like tim and eric and uh it's a little bit like tim and eric but <laughs> i don't know kind of like the greasy strangler too it's very very odd behavior people are just behaving really weird and people are watching this and just yelling at each other so rubber gets to the road sees a girl tries to does stop her car with mind control but then gets hit by a truck <laughs> he then follows the truck to a gas station explodes the man's head and we're off. He can now kill people. Um, we see the tire do a ton of stuff that just <laughs> tires don't do. He rents out a hotel room. He takes a shower. He goes to sleep. He sleeps. The tire goes to bed. In a bed. And makes it all dirty. Uh, it's very odd. It's very odd. Uh, meanwhile... They kill all the people watching the movie by feeding them turkey. This movie is so fucking weird. Um, they kill a cleaning lady. The tire kills so many people. So many people. Um, one of the spectators, though, doesn't die. And that's a key. So most of the spectators in the movie die because they eat this turkey that they brought to them. And this one spectator doesn't eat it and he doesn't die. At the, the end, basically wraps up by <laughs> by by <laughs> they, the, the, it's so insane. The police set up a mannequin to lure the tire to, so that they can trap the tire and kill it. And while they're doing this, the guy, the spectator, rolls down. He's in a wheelchair, and he's like, "This doesn't make sense." <laughs> And they get into an argument about whether this scene makes sense. And there's this weird blend of whether it's real or fake or what these people are watching. And I know most people are going to say who gives a shit because it makes no sense either way. And you're right. <laughs> you're right. But there is something to it that I don't mind. Like I didn't mind rubber. I really didn't mind rubber. Um, and ultimately it ends with about 10 minutes of tires just rolling down the street. Uh, but but I don't know, man. I didn't mind rubber. I'm glad we're not doing it for an episode because it's kind of hard to talk about because a lot of it is just the tire running and killing people or killing shit or or just nonsensical things that you can't really explain. You know, it, it it's it's kind of fucking weird. And honestly, I would suggest everyone watch it, though, because it's so unique. It's unique. Um, I do think the guy was going for a little bit too much like a David Lynch feel maybe, or I don't know. He's trying to be a little too artsy for himself, but that's rubber since we will never get to do it on the show. Cause Joe won't do it. Um, but there's my rubber review. That's my rubber review. <laughs> um, and that's, that's that man. Um, so we've got a couple, uh, I'll throw on a couple, uh, 
couple shrimp on the barbie. I'll throw on a couple uh, fucking um, god damn it. Uh, Patreon bonus episodes to the end of this. You can check them out. They're uh, cult classic. Um, again, if you're a new fan to the show, please just skip this one because you don't. It's weird. Like I feel like our fans and I, we us fans and us, we have a tight knit connection. They kind of know us. They do know us. They don't kind of know us. They do know us. And when you have that closeness, you you can kind of understand what we're saying. You know, some people get really upset when we make fun of movies that they like. But if you've listened to the show long enough and, you know, we do your Patreon pick, people are like, I hate you for your review. (laughs) But I understand because they know us. They've been listening to the show for a while and it's pretty cool like that. I'm looking at you, Patrick Rivet. And that's it, man. So, uh, yeah, guys. Bonus episodes coming out now. We will be back next week. I promise. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Shudder, for sponsoring the episode. Shudder.com. Use the promo code BLOODY for your first month. Free. Free. And um, that's it, guys. So we'll see you next week. Thank you again. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Hello everyone, it's Joe doing a quick mini episode for our Patreon users. Sean and I had discussed releasing more content this year for you guys. That all started because I saw a trailer for a movie called Meowy Christmas. And I was like, Sean, we have to do this. I watched Meowy Christmas and there is no way we can do that fucking movie. None. Nothing happens. I thought it was about a mouse. A mouse. Uh, no, a cat and a hamster, maybe a mouse. I don't fucking know. Who cares? I thought it was about two animals who try to save the world, I guess, from aliens because they listen to an Alex Jones type show. I don't think it's about that at all. That uh, It definitely happens at some point, but it's just basically people talking. It's, it's no Milo and Otis, that's for sure. It's pretty much dead body man. But it makes Dead Body Man look better. I'll probably actually bring up Dead Body Man later on in this show because of what we're going to talk about. And what we are going to be doing mini episodes on are the cult movie challenge, which you can find on Letterboxd. I wanted to do this because it'll help me uh, be motivated to stick with doing this challenge. Last year I was loving it and then I just fell off in like July or so. And also Sean and I wanted to give back to you guys put more content out there they're not going to be these aren't going to be like uh typical episodes that we do we're not going to dissect the whole movies they're going to be pretty brief you know quality over quantity except that the quality is going to suck too (laughs) um i'm not sure what sean watched but the first week of the cult challenge was uh they have a theme each week so each week during the year there's a different theme that you can choose movies from This week was Elvira's Movie Macabre, and they gave you a full list of every movie that aired during that show's initial run, which I think was 1981. There are a lot of great choices. Some of them I'd seen before, you know, like Blackula, The Devil's Reign, which I almost did again, because if you haven't seen The Devil's Reign, it has my favorite face-melting sequence ever. I think it lasts for, like, the entire last half an hour of the movie. I was leaning towards choosing uh, Psychomania, which I wanted to see for years. It's about this motorcycle gang where they make a deal with the devil and they start killing themselves for some reason. I, I don't know. The trailer looks bonkers. I, I first heard about it years ago, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, I have to see this movie. I'm going to love it. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to fucking hate it whenever I finally see it. 
There's a movie on there called Whoever Slew Auntie Rue. I don't know what that's about. I don't care what that's about. That title is phenomenal. So that's moving up on my watch list, like very high priority. With a title like that, it has to be good. Also, like Psychomania, I'm going to fucking hate it. There was a movie called The Werewolf of Washington, which had like a stupid werewolf wolfman face in an Uncle Sam hat. I'm sure that's great. Uh, it had Witchfinder General, which there's a sweet UK doom metal band from the 80s. Uh, they're great. Check them out. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what this movie's about. It probably isn't terrible. But I pitched all those titles to my wife, and she wanted to see the list for herself, and she chose Shivers from 1975, which is David Cronenberg's first film. She doesn't know who David Cronenberg is. She she had no reason to choose Shivers. Spoiler alert, she fucking hated it. Um, But that is the one that she chose, so all those other movies will have to wait for another day. Believe it or not, I had never seen Shivers before. Uh, When I think of David Cronenberg, I think of The Fly, History of Violence, The Brood, Videodrome. And mostly I think of disgusting people's faces melting and just weirdness. Like, was it in The Brood just licking a, a newborn disgusting baby? David Cronenberg is a fucking weirdo. But I really like his movies, so I was excited to do this one. My feelings on the movie are pretty much mixed it's you can tell it's his first movie it's not a particularly good movie in terms of being well made but it's also as low budget and amateur as can be like you could just tell this guy just went out and filmed it. like he got some money and just went to town and when you compare that like i brought up dead body body man before when you compare that, they're not too much different in terms of how they were filmed and probably how much money they had. And it makes they're not even in the same ballpark. It blows Dead Body Man out of the water. It blows Meowy Christmas out of the water. But again, it's not something that I would go out of my way to put on, like seek out, sit down and put on. It's one of those movies where like you have to compare it and appreciate it more in the context of a director's filmography. Like it should be shown to aspiring filmmakers, like watch this and then watch the fly. Like this is where this guy started. This is where you can start. You have to start somewhere. You can see elements of what is to come and what he's going to be known for. And then look at like his masterpiece, which I think is the fly. I think it's a perfect movie. The blood in this is like bright, bright red. The kills are ridiculous. Like we were making fun of, we recently did Saw and Lee Wanell's character pretends to die and he's flopping all around on the floor overacting and nobody would believe he dies. And then there are people in this movie that actually die like that. And to be honest, the story is pretty damn good. Like I'm on board with that. For those that don't know or are not familiar with this movie, it's about this doctor. His name's Dr. Hobbs, and he's fucking around with parasites that he's using. I don't know why. I don't, I don't really know why he's using them. It, I think they're in transplants, and he basically just thinks humanity has lost touch with themselves. So he's like developing an alien organism and... It makes people want to fuck, and it spreads like a venereal disease. It's an STD. And once you pass it to somebody, I mean, these people really want to bump uglies. It's 
it works. So he puts it into his very young, young mistress, who then spreads it through like everybody in this apartment complex in Canada. He kills her, then he kills himself, and you know the police come investigate. It looks to be an open and shut case, but from there it just starts spreading. You know, people are fucking, people are all horned up, and the whole town is getting infected. It's kind of like. Dawn of the Dead. It's kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, all movies that I love. And when this starts picking up, you know, I started to get really invested. It does drag at some points, and it's unfortunate because there are necessary plot developments, like the police. After Hobbs kills himself, they go and they discover what he's been working on, and they realize what is happening to the town, why this is all happening. It's just the pacing, like, he hasn't figured out the pacing yet, in my opinion. You know, what the fuck do I know? But I don't think Cronenberg, at this point, figured out the pacing like he would when he was making The Brood or The Fly or Eastern Promises. The the parasite is disgusting. You can see it coming out of people, transferring to other people. It really is a good story. This is one of the movies that I would not be opposed to hearing that they're remaking. I would even love for Cronenberg himself to remake this, like give him his Hollywood budget and just do it, do it, perfect it, do it your way, your vision, you know, remake it. I said my wife didn't like this. Uh, she she found it boring and I totally understand it. It's it, it's not fast paced. There are parts that drag and it's so poorly made. Just the shot on video feel of the camera is enough to like, knock you to sleep if you're not into that kind of thing. So I totally get why somebody wouldn't like this movie. Like I said, I appreciate it. I appreciate what Cronenberg went on to do. I think it's interesting to look back at. I would not like be in a hurry. Like <laughs> I'm not going to rush home and be like, I got to watch Shivers today. No, I wouldn't do that. But it, it stuck with me enough. And my rating for it is about two and a half, maybe, maybe three, depending on... Depending on my mood. I don't think I mentioned that this was produced by Ivan Reitman, which is pretty fucking crazy because he produced this and Cronenberg's next film from the following year, Rabid. And then he went on to produce Animal House, directed Meatballs. Yeah, he, he, I think he directed Ghostbusters. He definitely produced it. Uh, Stripes. You know, he went on for a really big comedic career, Kindergarten Cop. It's crazy that he started off here. And now his son's uh, doing big things, too. But we're at about the 10-minute mark. And honestly, I just wanted to keep these episodes about 10, 12 minutes. You know, quick, short, throw out there what we watched for the Letterbox Challenge. I hope you didn't mind me babbling too much. If you did, send your complaints to Sean at IAHorror.com. <laughs> Next week for the cult movie challenge is going to be gothic horror, which I'm excited to revisit some Bava films. Actually, maybe I'll do Witchfinder General that week because it's definitely on the list. I didn't know that was gothic horror. Hopefully it doesn't suck. So that's probably what I'll do next week. Uh, I guess you'll find out. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. As always, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being Patreon members and uh, have a good day. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Patreon bonus episode. I'm going to record this on my phone, too, since Joe did his, but for some reason, Joe 
couldn't get his phone to come out in the right quality. So it sounds like he's calling from a payphone. I'm going to work with him on a little uh, technical snafu there. Uh, but otherwise, but it's weird because he's done it correctly before. So um, I'm pretty sure that's the story of Joe, though. So Joe kind of explained it in his uh, episode. Um, and we are doing these. We are going to try and do these weekly. Uh, I think it'll be really fun. Uh, we're going to do the cult movie challenge of course i didn't watch my movie for this week i'm a slow start on the cult movie challenge joe didn't finish last year and i was i was probably like 10 or 12 weeks behind at the midpoint and i caught the fuck up and i finished on time this year so um yeah so so go fuck yourself joe hey oh yeah by the way me and joe are making diss tracks on these so um we're taking shots at each other this is this pay-per-view level shit right here um so i did have to say one thing so i listened to joe's episode and he was talking about meowy christmas <laughs> and joe was for some reason um i don't know why joe gets so confused by trailers i don't think he actually watches the trailers because <laughs> he said in that episode he's like i think Ma- i thought meowy christmas was a movie <laughs> about a mouse and a cat like fighting off aliens dude guys go watch the fucking trailer for meowie christmas there's no fucking aliens in it <laughs> maybe i'm the idiot but i'm pretty sure it's just a mouse and a cat fighting like robbers it's like home alone but with a mouse and a cat so i don't know what he's talking about but on top of that he had messaged me that like i think it was like a week ago um and he had said uh check out this movie smallfoot it's about a bigfoot with small feet now that's a great idea by the way i'm I'm totally down with that hang on i have to take a sip of my coffee all right so i'm totally down with that (laughs) however my son and i we, we watch trailers every night it's like a little bit of a routine and um so we watch trailers every night and smallfoot is one of his favorites fun fact that is not what smallfoot's about there is no Bigfoot with small feet. As a matter of fact, there's no Bigfoot. It's all about Yetis. Um, Yetis and, uh, I guess, what, Abominable Snowmen, I guess. Right? And the small foot, it, it's kind of like... Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's about <laughs> it's about these Yetis that call humans small feet. So instead of us calling Bigfoot's Bigfoot... They're calling us small feet and they tell like, and they tell horror stories around their campfires and, and things of that nature. So, um, I don't think Joe actually watches trailers and he probably should. And that's probably why when he picks a movie, they are some of the worst things ever. So Joe chose, uh, that Cronenberg flick. I can't even remember which one it is. It's his first one, right? Um, I don't know. I can't think of the name of it. The... He did, um, he did Shivers, um, which I don't know if that is Cronenberg's first or not. I thought he had some other weird shit out there, but, um, I guess not. Uh, sorry, there's some noises and shit going on now. Um, so he did Shivers, which, you know, I respect the choice. It's a cool choice, but, you know, this week is Elvira week, and these are all the movies that were shown on the original run of Elvira's movie Macabre. Uh, starting in 1981. So, to me, I feel like when you do when you do a list like this, 
sometimes it's fun to to really get into the to the uh, to the to the mood of it i guess i guess you would say the the atmosphere uh of of elvira you know like late night sleaze right like that's what you want so i haven't chosen my movie and you know what i want everyone on patreon to do this with us i think that would be super fucking fun um i think that would be super fucking fun uh i know that there's some amazing choices for this week. Uh, I know Joe probably said some things, but he said the incredible melting man. I have one. The baby is one of the the worst things I've ever seen. I fucking hated every second of it. So check that one out. That's a good one. Uh, but they have, um, I'll tell you right now, first of all, attack of the killer tomatoes is on there, which if you haven't seen that, just check it out. It's worth it. A lot of these I actually watched last year for the cult challenge, which is pretty cool. But one of the movies that is on this list is called Zombie Creeping Flesh, also known as Night of the Zombies, also known as Virus, directed by Bruno Matti, which you know that fucking asshole from things like Zombie 3, uh, those shitty... uh, like Strike Commander and Robo Wars and things like that. This guy makes the worst shit ever. Oh, and he did rats. He did fucking rats too. So, you know, you're not expecting a lot. Zombie Creeping Flesh, I fucking loved, loved. And if I didn't use this platform, this uh, cult movie challenge to kind of find new movies, I would do this again because I think it is so fucking terribly bad. And also at the same time, amazing so fucking amazing there's there's just so many good scenes this is so many good scenes um i would definitely check it out i think i actually gave it four stars on letterboxd and that was probably out of excitement after i watched it i mean it's fucking insane it's it's crazy uh but they do have some other good movies there that i that i was uh really interested in um that i'm thinking about doing that have been on my um I've been on my list for quite some time. Pigs is one of them. I've been really, really super interested in that. Uh, the house that screamed Blackula. I still haven't seen. They have one on here called the werewolf of Washington. And it is what you think. It is a wolf wearing an uncle Sam hat. And this was made in 1973. And I, feel like why are we not doing that for the show i really i'm kind of fucking confused so maybe i'll do that one and i'll i'll hit you guys up with it next week on that um peeping tom's on the list which i I didn't really care for honestly uh but a lot of people consider it a classic which i don't incredible melting man is good i did enjoy that sorry guys it's really late um i did enjoy that uh so check it out um letterboxd.com and uh, we will actually we should post the link somewhere. Maybe we'll make a page on our website about it. And then that way it's easier for you guys to find. Maybe we'll make a page on our website. So that's way it's easier for you guys to find. But yeah. So one thing I did want to say. So this isn't a total waste of me just rambling on about movies is. Uh, so I have been I've, I've checked out some recent movie. I, I have checked out some some films as of late. But I've also also recently checked out a tv show that you might have heard of it is called twin peaks (laughs) now i think people know my stance on uh on david lynch (laughs) now granted that's just based on eraserhead 
in some of the clips I've seen of him. So I haven't really given him a fair shake. And I, I, I'll admit that. That's fine. So going to Twin Peaks, kind of excited, kind of not. It was the weirdest. I had the weirdest reaction to that show. I was laughing so hard, but I didn't know if it was intentional or not. And then ultimately, I do believe it's intentional, but it's so fucking weird and stupid. It kind of pisses me off. But by the end of the by the end of the first season, I was in love. Like I fucking love that show. It's so fucking stupid and ridiculous and also amazing. And I don't know. I just think it's I think it's really great. So I just started season two. I'm really excited. So if you want to talk to me about season one, hit me up. I'm all about it. But don't fucking don't don't fucking spoil some shit for me, man, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, go fuck yourself. Uh, Recently, though, I also did watch some movies. We did. um, I watched. uh, So I think we talked about this on this episode. I don't know what we did with them. So I wrapped up. um, I wrapped up 2017 with The Shape of Water. Thought it was pretty good. I I would say check it out for sure. It's not fully my cup of tea, but if you like Pan's Labyrinth, I feel like you'd really, really like The Shape of Water. But for me, no. And um, a movie that I did want to talk about, though. So I finished the cult movie challenge. The last week was New World Pictures Week, New World Pictures Productions. Is They have a Larry Cohen movie on there, 1976, God Told Me To. I... I gave it two and a half stars, but I loved it. And it's so, I don't even know how to explain it. The content of that film is, is, um, I don't know how to say it. It's disturbing and shocking for its time. And I can't believe how much it relates to today. It is fucking wild. I mean, not a spoiler here. I mean, kind of. So if you want to watch it, just stop now. But they open up with a, they open up the movie with a guy shooting people from the roof of a building. Okay. And like just shooting people in New York city, just like it's, it's fucking crazy. And then, but then on top of it, they cut to a news report, like as it's going on. And some woman's like, nah, he must, there wasn't, there had to be two shooters. It couldn't have been just him. I was like, get the fuck out of here. How was this happening in the seventies? You know, you think about what, what happened in today's society and you see that shit all the time. It's, it's just fucking weird that this guy put that in a movie, uh, but it's really gritty. It's really grimy. It's more of like a police procedural with this weird supernatural element to it. But I would definitely check it out. It's called God Told Me To, directed by Larry Cohen, 1976. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely check it out. Larry Cohen also made It's Alive. So uh, he's the best filmmaker of uh, our lifetime. So there you have it. Um, So that's going to be it for my wrap up. I feel like I had other shit to say. I wanted to talk some shit about Joe. But you know what? Let's leave it at that. First episode, don't blow my load. (laughs) And uh, we will be back next week um, for the next week of a cult movie challenge. And uh, maybe we'll structure these a little better where I can like read off some things. It'll be like a book club, right? Fuck. That's a really good idea. Maybe me and Joe will release our picks beforehand. That's what we're doing. All right, guys. I love you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for 
for supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Hopefully these are every week and we will see you next week. Adios. Hello, everybody. This is Sean, and this is your bonus episode for this week. I'm kicking it off this week. I told Joe I would kick it off because you know what? You know, it's kind of hard to be the uh, the starter one. Also, I noticed in the last one, it kind of sounded kind of gross. I think I must have had like a runny nose or something, but I am going to drink coffee. So there's going to be some slurping, and I, I apologize for that. Like right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink right now. It's just so damn good. Um, so I played catch up. I am a hundred percent up to date on this uh, cult challenge. I am ready for week four. We just finished week three. Um, I'm, I'm ready to chat with you about that. I'm ready to chat with you about that. So, and I'm also going to do some Oscar stuff. Do you want <laughs> a show of hands? What do you guys want to talk about uh, first? The cult movie challenge or the Oscars? I think it's a cult movie challenge. Cult movie challenge. All right. So I had to play a little catch up, as you know. Uh, I had Gothic Horror Week. I had still missed. And, oh, see, our recording, we're already, oh, shit. We're supposed to be on the Shaw Brothers. Joe's got me all fucked up, this fucking guy. He missed a week, too. All right, because this week's about to end, and we haven't done the Shaw's yet. All right, so anyway, so now we're still behind. So I had to do Gothic Horror Week. Uh, Its description is spooky castles, candelabras, and corsets. What else do you need? You know, I don't really understand what, uh, I guess I don't know what Gothic means. (laughs) But it gave me a great movie, so I'm not, I I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it. Uh, And then anime week. Revolutionary storytelling, 24 cells a second. This guy's got some really good descriptions. Like, they're short and sweet, and they kind of just tell you what you need to know about it. Um, Gothic Horror Week, I chose Shadow of the Vampire. Now, here's my thing. I chose this, you know, I think I said this last week, too. Uh, I think I said it because I chose this. I'd already decided I was going to watch this. Uh, you know, I, I'm always big on the, like, do it like it says. Like, you know, try and pick one that really fits it or else you're kind of missing out on it. And to me, if, you know, if Gothic is, Gothic is like all these old-ass fucking movies that take place in castles. Granted, that's like where they set all old-ass movies. So I guess that makes sense. But, but. You know, um, I don't know. It just felt like a little too modern. Um, and even even if it... Like, Nosferatu's gothic because it's old as fuck. It takes place in a castle. But this is more... You know, like it was in the 30s. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But, uh, I mean, I guess I know how I feel about it. It's indecisive. I'm not that way about the movie, though. Shadow of the Vampire is so fucking good. All right. I'm not going to spoil this one for y'all. I think you should go rent it, like pay for it, you motherfuckers. Pay for it. Watch Shadow of the Vampire. It was released in 2000. It got a couple Oscar nods too. I think uh, William Dafoe got Best Supporting Actor. I don't know what the other one was now. Might have been Best Director. I don't know. Maybe Best Picture. I don't know. Um, But really good movie. Made in 2000. Willem Dafoe plays Max Shrek, the guy... Okay, so I'll start with the synopsis first. So synopsis is basically this movie 
y'all know about Nosferatu, right? Silent flick made in 19, what, 32, something like that. Um, now I got to check. He's son of a bitch. I know. Not 1922, 1922. Uh, oh, it's so fucking old. Uh, so this movie, Shadow of the Vampire, is about the filming of Nosferatu. So, so you have... I th- oh, I already talked about this last week. Malkovich plays Morneau, F.W. Morneau. Willem Dafoe plays Max Shrek, the guy that played Nosferatu. But, twist, Max Shrek is... There's no such thing as Max Shrek. Max Shrek, the actor, is a fake... It's a fraudulent person that they made up. And this dude, Nosferatu, is fucking real real he's a real vampire and that is who they bring into the movie and man i fucking love this movie man first of all that concept should make your head spin that is a genius fucking concept because nosferatu is fucking terrifying all right it's fucking scary if you haven't seen it check it out man like the imagery alone is just disturbing as fuck so you got that right so you got the van- you got the imagery from that because they splice in real imagery from Nosferatu. So you have that, and it's terrifying. Then you have the horror of uh, of this William Defoe character playing Nosferatu, and that's terrifying. And then on top of it, you have this extra layer of this filmmaking and, and how they just didn't give a shit about people back then. And it was just it's it's a really good fucking movie. I really. I'm not going to say anything more about it because I really like it. I think you should watch it. I won't spoil that one. But it is, it's amazing. Willem Dafoe is straight up terrifying. And John Malkovich is equally ugly. And John Malkovich is playing a a normal person. (laughs) So that's rude. Uh, So that's it. That's it. Um, Udo Kier's in it. Carrie Elways is in it. That's good. Eddie Izzard's in it. Got some good people in there. Oh, Catherine McCormick's in it too. Um, yeah. So that was uh my gothic week. I would I, I say check it out, man. That, that movie blows me away. Next up, anime week. There's so many animes I want to watch, and I never have the goddamn time to do it. Never have the time to do it. And sometimes I'll start them and never finish them. And it's just a fucking headache. Uh this week I was gonna do two, but I didn't. Uh, it was going to be Godzilla and your name. I would still highly suggest seeing your name because I know it's good. Uh, Godzilla, not so fucking good. It's on Netflix. It's uh, called Godzilla Planet Monster Planet, or they, they changed the name for America. It's Planet of the Monster. Turns out it's going to be a fucking trilogy. That's a fucking nightmare because this movie is so fucking dull and boring. I don't know how you take... Right. Okay. So to me, personally, I'm a big Godzilla fan. I could watch any Godzilla movie and I find it entertaining. No matter what. No matter how shitty it was. Like, they're all, they they can all be fun. They can all be fun because it's got a big ass monster. Because it's got a big ass monster smashing shit. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't fucking love that? It makes no sense. So, (laughs) this is what really bothers me. So, obviously, somebody was like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? 
why don't we take Godzilla and make an animated movie with him? And we'll make it an anime, which their attention to detail and it's wonderful. Anime looks so good. So, of course, it would look great. And guess what? We can do anything with Godzilla. We can make him fucking do whatever he wants because it's animated. It doesn't add anything extra. There's no extra cost to it. And they proceeded to make (laughs) the most boring, unfun Godzilla movie I have ever seen. And I am going to spoil the fuck out of this right now because I don't give a shit because it's ridiculous. So, uh, it takes place in the future. We all live in space because Godzilla has destroyed Earth. Earth as we know it is gone. Godzilla has killed us, all of us. And the remainder of us live in space. There's this boy. I shouldn't call him a boy. I guess he's a man, but he's a young man. And he hates Godzilla because <laughs> Godzilla killed people he loved. And he's really bent out of shape about it. Like, way more bent out of shape than he should be. Like, if Godzilla killed my family, I'd be pissed. But I'd be like, well, he killed the entire planet. So, uh... That's fair. That's a fair. That's makes sense to me. Uh, but not this fucking guy. This fucking guy literally from like the first scene. He's like, I fucking hate Godzilla. I'm gonna kill. He doesn't say it like that though. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna kill Godzilla. I hate him so much. I'm gonna take him down. And he's like digging up dirt on Godzilla. By the way, the first forty five minutes of this movie is literally techno babble, futuristic techno babble that doesn't mean shit to me. Doesn't mean shit to me. They also reveal that they dropped while while they were on Earth. They dropped 125 nuclear warheads on Godzilla's dome. They just fucking they just fucking they just fucking got him. All right, guys. So uh, sorry for that interruption. Uh, so <laughs> you might notice a change in a. Uh, sound here it's actually been like two days since i recorded that first part but i'm here to uh keep going with with this fucking bonus app boy i'm always so like silly and it's like 11 p.m right now i am holding um the microphone in between my legs so that's something uh all right so we were talking about godzilla so they dropped 125 Nuclear warheads on Godzilla's head. Just brained them, brained them with some warheads. This dude doesn't fucking die, okay? Uh, now, I said I was going to spoil this, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I'm going to spoil this. So they dropped 125, and Godzilla survives. Totally survives. Destroys Earth still. And uh, this little kid it's like, I'm going to fucking kill Godzilla. So they... <laughs> I mean, there's like a ton of shit that goes on during this, but none of it fucking matters. I mean, it does matter. It's the rest of the story. (laughs) Really, I mean, it was kind of, it was really kind of silly, to be honest with you. The whole thing was kind of silly. But, 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 this is where it really fucking pissed me off. So, and there is a purpose to me telling you about the the nuclear warheads. So, they go to this planet where Godzilla lives. It, it's Earth, but now it's just an empty planet with Godzilla roaming around with monsters, too, of course. Planet of the Monsters. And so it's Godzilla. He's fucking enormous. He's way bigger than any other Godzilla. I think he's, I think I saw a size chart. I think he's double the size of any movie 
ever. So he's fucking huge. Okay. Uh, and again, drop nuclear payload on his head. Nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> so ultimately what they do to defeat Godzilla in this is blow up some rocks and uh, he gets surrounded in rocks so he can't move. <laughs> And, and then they, then they, then they, they do some shit with his like force field and stuff, some dumb bullshit. Um, ultimately, they kill him while he's trapped in these rocks. They finally get him. It's over. Everyone's happy. Uh, they're about to go home. <laughs> oh, all right. That God, Godzilla fucking explodes after he dies. Like his body just turns into a bomb, explodes. And they're like, oh, holy shit. The explosion wakes up. Dude, it's the ultimate saw ending. It's the ultimate saw ending. Dead body of Godzilla on the ground. Nope. The the fucking explosion wakes up the real Godzilla. That was just offspring Godzilla. The real Godzilla wakes up and they're like, oh shit, we gotta go. <laughs> and the fucking kid that's all bent out of shape is like, I'm gonna kill you. So literally, and I said this was a tri- trilogy. Literally nothing has happens technically. So the second movie, I mean, it's going to be the same shit as the first movie. No, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I really don't fucking know. So, I mean, that's the gist I got from it was, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was not pleased with it. It was not good. I should have watched something else <laughs> like fucking anything else so next week is uh shaw brothers week uh well i guess it's technically next week this week I-, I fucked it up all right man i fucked it up all right let me just say that so by the time this comes out it'll actually be giallo week but i'll be too behind so we're gonna do shaw's week shaw brothers week and giallo week um shaw brothers uh i will not have anything picked out for you in advance uh last year Fuck, what did I do last year? It, uh, not, I, it might have been the one-armed swordsman. I mean, all of his fu- all these fucking movies. <laughs> like, 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 oh, dude, it was it was fucking wild though. I don't think that was it though. Damn it, it was good though. It was really fucking good. Um, but really, you can just pick any of these, and you're gonna get something pretty delightful and funny. I I might, you know what? I'll do five fingers of death. I'll do five fingers of death for its connection of, uh, with, uh, you know, our buddy, uh, Quentin Tarantino, the foot, the, 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 the foot fucker. <laughs> so that's probably what I'll do for this one. I'm looking at them now and they're just fucking insane. insane. I could do the 36. Oh, I did the crippled Avengers last year. That's what I fucking did. And it was a dope. It was fucking dope. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what I do. Mon- Mad Monkey Kung Fu's on there. That sounds pretty fucking cool. Uh, Coward Bastard. Mm, that sounds really fucking good. Anyway. Five Element Ninja. Cat versus Rat. Are you serious? Okay. And then Giallo Week. Ooh, it's tough, especially because... Fulci week is coming up in a couple weeks after that. Um, so let me see if you actually, you know what? Patreon people, you, I will post the link to Giallo week. I don't know if I'll do this. I'm so fucking lazy. Uh, and I actually, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just, I'm fucking forgetful. It's a little bit lazy too. I'll post a link to 
actually, I'm not going to post a fucking link. You guys know the Giallo films. Get out there. Tell me what you want me to watch. Giallo. Giallo. The one with the most votes wins. All right? I'll do that. If there's a way for me to make a poll, I'll do that instead because that might be easier. Um, but yeah, I'll do that. And maybe I'll make Joe watch it too. Ooh. Or maybe Joe watches second place. Ooh, Joe. Challenge accepted or what, bitch? Come. Come at me. <laughs> come. Come, Joe. <laughs> All right, so I was going to do the, uh, speaking of Joe, I was going to do the Oscars next, uh, but I just tried to record it, and I just didn't give a shit about anything on there. <laughs> like, what? there's nothing to pick. Like, f- what the fuck am I doing? So, I don't even know. Joe, if you want to give your two cents about the fucking Oscar nominations, please do. I My point was, I just don't like, I don't know, who cares? <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm tossing it over to you. Guys, enjoy Joe's piece, and uh, thank you so much for listening. What's up, everybody? This is Joe here for week three of the Colt Movie Challenge. Just finished listening to Sean's uh, 15 minutes later, waiting for him to talk about the Oscars, and he talks about me coming. So that was cool. Thanks for that, you fucking jamoke. Look, I'm going to be honest. This one's going to be super brief. This week was about anime, and I don't give a fuck about anime. I'm sorry. It's not for me. I'm not into it. Last year, I watched Totoro, Totoro, however the fuck you say it. Look, it was fine. It was, I mean, that, that's the only way I can describe it. It was fine. He's a big, bubbly pile of shit. He's cute. I don't know what happens. I didn't mind it. Like, I, I had a, a fine time watching it. I would never, ever revisit it. Ever. I just don't give a shit. So this week, I was like, why don't I watch something that's really acclaimed, people seem to love, maybe that will do it for me. And again, I think I even rated Totoro highly, because again, it was a fine movie. But I wanted to like really love an anime. And this one, people seem to love. So I watched 1988's Akira, and again, I just did not give a shit. And I will save anyone the trouble. You might say, well, Joe, you're just too stupid to understand what's going on in Akira. That's fine. I probably am. I don't want my cartoons to make me think. I want to hear fart jokes and watch like Bugs Bunny drop anvils on people. Akira looked great. I mean, I can't take anything away from that. It was really cool looking from what I read highly influential on how anime or where anime went from there. But again, I just didn't give a shit. The movie starts off fast paced, rapid speed. It's, it's super violent. So I was right off the bat. I was like, I'm in, I I get it. I like where this is going. I hope it stays this way, but then it just turns into bullshit. In my opinion, bullshit. I don't even know how to describe this plot because like I said, I'm, too stupid to really understand what was going on, but it's after World War Three. Japan has been destroyed. You know, a futuristic, typical eighties. There's gangs, uh, people running amok. This guy named Tetsuo has psychic powers, kind of like this guy Akira used to have, and he's the reason why Japan was destroyed. I might be totally wrong, to be perfectly honest with you. Feel free to correct me. Actually, don't, because again, I don't care. But there's gangs and weird-looking guys and 
creatures. There's a dream sequence, which that just pissed me off. Made me more confused, like teddy bears and weird shit. I don't need a dream sequence in my cartoon. It's already dreamlike because it's a fucking cartoon. There's a resistance movement. The gangs get taken by the police. Tetsuo, his powers start becoming more and more evident. Which, by the way, the name Tetsuo itself pissed me off because kind of like this, there's a movie called Tetsuo, which everybody seems to love. And it also pissed me off because that movie sucked, it was boring, and I hated it. And in very early social media Joe days, I said I didn't like Tetsuo on some forum and got (laughs) completely torn apart by people on the internet. So I'm just going to double down and say fuck Tetsuo. So Tetsuo's powers are really taking form. He's becoming kind of a dick. This guy, guy, I think his name's Key, I don't, I don't know what his name is. I'm not even going to try and say it because that'll just get me in more trouble. But there's a guy and a girl. They know him, I guess. And there's a like a drill sergeant cop, and they're trying to stop him and you know steer him in the right direction. A bunch of fights break out. Tetsuo loses his armor, of course. But naturally, he's going to build a new one. <laughs> This is ridiculous. He's going to build a new metal piece of shit arm. And then, like, he builds the arm, and the girl's still trying to change his mind, and the cop's trying to change his mind, but he's already, like, if you are fighting someone, and they lose an arm, and then they build a new one, and they're still being a dick, they're a lost cause. Just stop. Go home. It's done. After he builds his arm, like I said, they're coming back to like talk him out of it, and he's in pain, yelling, and they want to give him some drug to control his brain power, but he doesn't want it because he's an asshole, and he's losing control of his powers, and he turns into this big fucking blob. Just that's literally what he turns into this huge blob, and he sucks up his friends, and he crushes one of them, and the other guy's real pissed because <laughs> he's, he's turning into a blob and he's killing his friends. And I'm laughing because, first of all, it's stupid. Second of all, then Akira wakes up. This movie's called Akira. This is like the last five minutes. So all this shit's happening. This guy's turning into a big pile of fuck. And then Akira wakes up and creates a different dimension. I don't know why. I really don't. And then uh, Tokyo gets destroyed again. Sure. And then Tetsuo... Makes a, a a new universe with a big bang. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't like it. <laughs> I even think I rated it fairly well on Letterboxd after my initial viewing. And the more I think about it, the more I find it to be utterly ridiculous. But hey, it's like the most popular anime movie of all time. So fuck me, right? But if these people are praising it because of the anime itself, the the animation, the what do you call that? The illustration? That's not what you call it. Whatever. How it looked. Wonderful. Really good looking. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that you like the plot to this, fuck you. Just kidding. Like whatever you want. I guess they might be making a live action version of this too. That guy that directed Hunt for the Wilder People. I don't know. I don't remember his name. He did the new Thor movie too. I think his name was thrown around to direct it. If I cared, I would look it up for you, but I don't. Hey, next week's Kung Fu week, so I'll probably watch something cool. 
Also, I'll talk about the Oscars for 30 seconds. Shape of Water was good. Get Out was great. And the rest were boring as shit. So until next week, this is Joe. Uh, Stay weird and go fuck yourselves.